0: Hello, and welcome back to the We Might Be Biased podcast. This is Scott Mastin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging right in there. I'm hanging right in there, you know, back at it. Uh, we apologize for the brief sabbatical. David, how are you? Well, I mean,
1: nope, regularly I, scheduled.
0: <laughs> I, <was just> gonna <laughs> I don't
1: know what, what people are talking about. I, I don't know what, what hiatus you're even referring to. Well, Did something happen? Happened? No, nope. <laughs> We beat IU, and uh, unfortunately, there
0: was a wrinkle in the space-time continuum, and here we are in January. So, as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, that's how right. we should approach it, anyway. Right, so. right. Gen- gentlemen, how, and, how have you been?
1: Uh, we've been we've been really good. Although, uh, you know, I, I will say that that uh, the uh, the uh, I forget what I was going to say. No, that's okay. I think that captured oh, right. perfectly, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man so uh, we got to talk about it you know i mean it uh did not go the way any of us predicted although i will remind our our vast listening audience that maston you were a little prescient uh leading up to the game where you said you know I right, i think you stated it this way you correct me if i'm wrong uh our bingo card is almost full but i don't think we've had the game where we're favored and just get blown out
1: <laughs> type of type of it type of
0: an approach. So, uh, I think we may have slotted that off our card. Um, but yeah, that was, um, I don't know. I was, I was dumbfounded. I was talking with a friend at the basketball game, uh, the other night and I, the two things I keep going back to in my mind about the game are, I cannot believe that we did not get to Haskins, not even once, not even close. And, um, I was just stunned at really our inability to 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 make plays when it mattered and 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 unfortunately i mean i the, the examples that stick out kind of center on one guy and it's not trying to pile on but i mean if if Zach Gentry catches a couple of footballs, it's a very different looking football game in my opinion. Not saying Michigan yeah, comes out I mean, and wins, but uh you know it's pretty easy to talk yourself look, into there's not a block punt there's not a not a pick and there's fourteen points are pretty
1: pivotal at that point in the game so. I think that there is. Uh, look, I, I can almost guarantee you that that in that defensive room, play you know in the in the defensive war room with Don Brown and his guys, there were some people in that room saying, Don, if we do what we've been doing, we're gonna get killed. They're gonna pick us apart, and. And Don or, or or whatever the the other voice, I don't know who's who in this scenario, but but the other voice said, well, guys, we've been doing what we do the entire season and we've got the number one defense in the country. Why on earth are we changing? Why would we change for, for, for Ohio State? And, and, not, uh, and not
0: only that, Ohio State had looked, you know, at times like hot garbage against defenses that were a lot lesser sure. uh, thought of than ours heading into that game.
1: Sh- sure. And, and, I mean, I think that there were um, – adjustments made uh and things like that but but i mean you know th- that that was a complete a complete nutter pantsing on the defense and and it starts with not being able to get pressure but but i can i i having been in situations like that uh, and for far lesser stakes far lesser stakes yeah. <laughs> but having been in those situations where like like I, I can guarantee you, there were some voices in that room saying, "Don, if we do this, we're going to get killed." And uh, and they went out and they did it. And it's hard to blame. It's hard to blame either side of of that particular argument, my little hypothetical argument, for the the case that they made or the direction that it ultimately went. But um, it was the wrong. It was the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whichever decision was made.
0: I mean, I think the uh, most dispiriting thing to me was that it was just we didn't. Like, like, that's one thing. I mean, I, I, I think the reason that I'm still and of course, I'm, you know, died in the wall optimist. So take that for what it's worth. But like that was still a football game at halftime, you know, lucky break or whatever. I mean, it was still very much a football game. We had all the data we needed to see that, you know, our defense was just getting run, um, you know, based on what had happened in the first 30 minutes. And for us to have just no no answer whatsoever at all i think was maybe the most dispiriting thing to go from a season where you know once again we are we're walking around with a you know this huge highly ranked defense and to just have it all come crashing down at at the biggest moment was uh that was a tough pill to swallow dave what do you think yeah
2: i just want things to matter
1: <laughs> yeah
2: like i want like the games that were played previously to have some sort of inkling on how that game's going to go, and I can't remember the last time that happened other than, oh, I bet we're going to get our brains beaten out and that happened, but but David,
1: even and those I, didn't, I remember even that saying, didn't go quite quite to script. The games that I <laughs> well, thought I'm, I'm talking about get our, previous years, yeah. Oh uh, well, no, I'm just talking about the even previous years, those Gardner years, those really bad Hoke years, right? Yeah. The games that we went in there and said we're going to get our brains beaten out. We were two point conversion away from what? Like this game is all sorts of kooky dukes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. Except it is. in any fashion where Michigan wins. Uh, yes.
2: yes. So well, I mean, would prefer one iota more kooky dukes that results in any variability in the outcome. Because holy shit, I can't do anymore. Like the entire, this entire next season is just me. It's nothing. There's nothing to me until that week in November. Nothing matters. It doesn't. None of it. See, I can't get there. I just can't do it. I can't. I can't.
0: I, 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 I watched... I watched a whole era of John Cooper Buckeye fans go through that existence, and I, and I well, it seems to have worked
1: I, out for them, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. After <laughs> after thirteen years of sitting through it, they got there. Yeah, you're right. But I just I, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, I mean, heading into the season, everybody said the schedule was too hard. We we're going to lose at Michigan State. How could we ever get through with the you know them Wisconsin, Penn State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The team comes off an eight and five year, an abominable offensive performance with no quarterback play whatsoever at all, runs out to 10 and one. And, and yeah, we lose in an agonizing fashion. And then obviously a wet fart to end the season of the bowl game that, I, quite honestly, it's not even worth discussing. But like, what do we, you- I think, I think we're. It, I think that the program is still headed in the right direction that it's going to get to where it needs to go. And, and the reason I bring that up is I think it dovetails into, I mean, I, one of the reasons we took a little bit of the break we did, beside from just life and schedules happening, is that the, uh, the Michigan fan base basically self-immolated for about six weeks, <laughs> talking about
1: what needed to change programmatically. And, and I mean, wouldn't you say the coaching staff sort of did the same thing? I mean, the program itself did a little bit of that. I feel like it made the. I I feel like it. I fully expected at the end of the
0: season that Harbaugh would do what he had already shown he had done in previous years, and that's make adjustments where he felt like he needed to make adjustments. I I guess the example I am talking about is kind of that 97-1, you know, caller who says that we need to go to the Texas Tech offense and we run this, you know, cretinous attack that's worthless and everything Harbaugh's ever done is terrible. It'll never change. And, you know, literally five minutes later, you know, last year, Drevno's gone after everybody said, well, we'll never get rid of Drevno. And we brought in Warner. and, and, And if we're honest, he worked miracles with the offensive line to even get them to this point. Um, And then everyone's screaming about the offense when, quite honestly, the defense lost us all three games this year. Um, And going on and on and on about schematic changes and how we need to change our entire approach. And, I mean, if you look at any advanced metric, this offense made leaps and bounds improvements. It's got fantastic weapons everywhere. I'd like to see those weapons better utilized. I personally think, and, Mattson, I know you and I have talked about this, that it all comes down to the offensive line. And that's going to enable us to be able to do what we can do. And I think perhaps a fresh set of eyes um, at, at the play calling position um, would have been a nice thing to to go after. And, and fortunately, with the benefit of hindsight, we did and Harbaugh did. And he, and he basically shut up all the naysayers, you know, within three coaching moves. And so, you know, now here we sit with basically a new offensive coordinator, someone who uh, at least outwardly appearing uh, is going to be the play caller going forward. And uh, we've shored up uh, a couple of moves on the defensive side, which with what I think are actually either net even or possibly overall improvements from a coaching standpoint. So um, I think we're in a good spot. I, I and maybe that's Pollyanna ish of me, but I like I I just if you just purely look at what comes back next year, how the schedule sets up, and everything else, I think we have a chance to be a really good football team next year.
1: Dude, I I mean, if you want to look at. The, the the so so first of all, I think that the offense schematically did I like like look I'm not I'm not offensive genius guy here but like to me the, the scheme and 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 you know, I don't know the routes the run ba- the run pass, you know balance I think it probably tipped a little bit conservative but like I didn't have much of a problem with that mm-hmm. what I had a problem with was like the notion of like it just seemed like every time. This offense, this iteration of, of offense, got behind schedule. Whether that that was behind schedule and down in distance, or whether that was behind schedule in terms of um, uh, time and score of the game, there was no getting out of whatever it was they were doing. Right, they they were yeah. they were always slow. They were always methodical. They were always trending towards the conservative. And if it was third and eight, we were we were in trouble. Despite despite the weapons that, that we had in the receiving game and, and in tight ends, um, and, and further, if we're down two scores and there's a minute left in the game, we're also in trouble. Well, okay, fine. Then we're thinking real, basketball, but, but yes, like, but yes, yeah. You know what I, you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. The point remains, and so so to me, it, it's not a schematic thing. It's not that we need to change the, the completely change the the offense and the playbook and all those things. It I, I think it's more of a uh, of a reorientation of, of of execution of what's already there. Uh, I think if, if that makes any any sense at all.
0: Well, I think and that's the critique. I think I, I was more than willing to, to listen to and and I just so happen to agree with, but. Um, and I would argue, I think that maybe we suffered from a too many cooks in the kitchen uh, type of an approach that that you know maybe. kind of maybe. Uh, you know maybe. <laughs> uh, or at least from a play calling standpoint, you know, And so maybe having one person who who at the at least during the game is the guy making those calls and streamlining things. i I, I think certainly maybe having a hint towards uh, you know, try to try to utilize the mismatches that we have on the outside now that we're at least in enough of a position that our offensive line can enable us to do it. Um, Makes a whole lot of sense. So but, I, no, but, I, agree. I, mean, I, I agree. I'm not going to sit here and say that everything's totally fine. It's idiotic to say that, you know, the offense shouldn't have been... I guess I'm just... I, I was not on board with everybody saying that we play an archaic style of football and we can't win this way. We won a lot this way. I think little tweaks are what's necessary to get us to where we need to go. Not wholesale, go back to the spread, five wide, never run the
1: football, never have a back in the backfield type of approach. Uh, yeah, I mean... If you want to know the secret, and I am growing ever ever more convinced of this, the the secret to success in college football, it's not any of the. I I mean, you know, I'm I'm happy that we've got the weapons on the outside that we have. I'm I'm happy that Shea Patterson's our quarterback, but like, the offensive line is where ever is where it starts and stops. I mean, if you want to read. You know, Ohio State's offensive line, I, I, Isaiah Prince was a was is an NFL tackle who could have probably declared as a sophomore, right? Michael Jordan is an, is is basically an All American left guard, right? At least an All Conference left guard. Wasn't right? Isaiah Prince uh, like a
2: turnstile most of this year?
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I think, except for one fucking game again. again
2: their their offensive line was a train wreck.
0: Well, I think, except relatively. for
2: one. <laughs> game. <laughs> Relatively
0: speaking, a train wreck.
2: I'm so, but, I am mentally broken. I can't. It's not, it's just...
0: Ah. Uh, Maston's point remains, though. I mean, if you look at any of those final four teams, I mean, even look at Notre Dame, you know, um, their offensive line, it, it, both the offensive line and defensive line on all of those teams are the reason they were where they were, you know? And, yeah. um, it, it, and I I totally agree. I think that the, the approach going forward is if you can win the line of scrimmage, um, you're going you're gonna to win a whole lot of football games because we have the talent on the outside. Whether they're all five stars or not, I, that doesn't matter. If, if you have enough time to throw the ball, those guys are going to be able to get separation and, and you know you're going to be able to do what you want to do regardless of the system that you're running. You're
1: going to have success. Dude, look at look at Clemson's offensive line. Right, you want to know why Trevor? Uh, what's his name? Is, is is a freshman quarterback coming in? Yeah, you know, Lawrence. Mitch Hyatt, senior. Yeah, Lawrence. John Simpson, juniors. You know, uh, Justin uh, Falcinelli, whatever. Red, red shirt, senior, six four. I mean, these are all Americans uh, that they've got up and down that offensive line, and it and it's what it's what you need to be successful. And like yeah. if you so so in other words, like if you don't have Juniors and seniors and and good ones at that, starting on the offensive line. And fair enough, David. I, I mean, I guess maybe Ohio State's not the best example, but then Ohio State was. No, the I, best I, team. yeah, year. I'm not but trying the, the, to disagree with the overall point. The, the overall thrust, the overall thrust here is that like I look with with jealousy and envy at the Georgias and the Clemsons who can just seem to throw out some freshman quarterback and their offense is just going right but then you look at their offensive line and they're filled with redshirt juniors and seniors and that, and, and, well, that and, and gets their, and all conference ones at that.
2: Their, their freshman quarterbacks are also number one rated in the country. Freshman
0: quarterbacks, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But that but, does get back to the, uh, you know, when, when everyone was chirping about coaching and even Harbaugh in the immediate aftermath, uh, it, it gets back to the point that I was trying to make a couple of times in different discussions and on Twitter. And it's like, there is a real short memory in this fan base in general of just A, where we were four years ago, and B, especially where we were from an offensive line standpoint. Uh, and to speak to the point that you brought up, Mastin, those classes towards the end of Hoax year were absolute abominations from an offensive line recruiting standpoint, either in terms of lack of numbers or just wholesale misses. And we, we've been digging out of that hole really ever since. And so the base that would have gotten us to the point where the guys who would be playing now might have been able to sit on the bench and, and develop for two or three years, you know, we're just now getting to the point where we're starting to have some depth and starting to be able to let some guys actually you know, mature within the program before they're forced into action. And, right. Um, and, and I think we finally have a guy in Warner who knows uh, exactly what we're doing from a talent identification standpoint and certainly from a scheme and development standpoint as well. Um so but I I I don't think you can overstate the impact that's had on us as a program in in terms of what we've been able to do on offense and 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 furthermore how that's limited us um from maybe taking that next step against um let's be honest against the elite teams
1: you know um What do you uh, like- what do you make a what do you make a gaddis and uh the whole you know this is going to be his offense and is that a bunch of like is there anything to read into that or I, I I don't I personally lean on the it's going to be the way it's always been with now Josh Gaddis in the mix uh, but like you know what do what you guys reading into that Dave go ahead
2: I I think if it was going to be the way it was always been Jim Harbaugh wouldn't have said anything I agree I uh, I, I mean because people thought that Pep Hamilton was going to be that what Josh Gaddis is uh, you know, titled as, uh, but I don't think I don't think Harbaugh ever said that. Uh, so I it, and like it wasn't like he was asked it on in a press conference. I, I think that was everything they've gotten from him on that was it in, in his podcast sort yeah. of things. There's no real obligation to do that. Uh, and also, it, it feels like Gattis probably wouldn't have come uh, if that wasn't the case because. Uh, he was at least gonna stay in the co, if not the sole, OC at Alabama is what it seemed like. I, think, uh, that yeah, that's... I
0: don't think I don't think Enos had left yet by the time Gaddis made his decision. So I think I
1: think you're right, Dave. But that I mean, I actually that's the one that's the one piece of evidence, as long as we're trying to read tea leaves here. That's the one tea leaf that like sort of stops me a little bit. Is like if if you weren't gonna have if you weren't going to have like out and out play call duties or control the offense, like why, why would you go from Alabama to Michigan uh, for the same job? But like, well, remember, you I mean, he can't... was,
0: go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, remember he was going to Maryland. Uh, the way this all went down is he was going with Loxley to Maryland. Oh, that's right. And within five hours, Harbaugh offered him and he accepted to come. I, I, I agree with David. I, I don't think Harbaugh is the type of guy who throws anything out there for no reason. Um, I don't think he would have said a single word if he doesn't intend to give him the keys to the car so to speak. That's but not to say that there
1: are that other uh, that's not to say that people you don't think you don't think yes, I mean that's my point. It's like you don't think Lincoln Riley is is getting play calls in his headset and 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 getting ok's on that those kinds well, of things like
0: and, uh, we're all my point to, is
1: is I tend to I tend to fall on the side of the spectrum that like the way it was is probably not all that abnormal. It, what was abnormal was was uh, uh, the the Michigan sort of hesitancy to name traditional titles on things. Um, I guess I yeah, kind of have the impression that,
0: that, like, you get into a scenario and let's say that Harbaugh says, hey, I'd like a run here, and then you've got at least one other guy who's supposedly a run game coordinator saying, okay, I like this, and maybe it also goes through Hamilton who says, yeah, I agree. Like, I, that's what I was driving at with the too many cooks in the kitchen. I guess I mean from a specific yeah. game day standpoint. I have no doubt in the game planning that there's going to be. I mean, this is still Jim Harbaugh's offense. Um, I, and that said, I am totally fine with it being Jim Harbaugh's offense. Like I, it was a very exciting offense the first couple of years in terms of what we were able to do formation wise and and how we got guys open into space. And um, I think heading back towards that direction, I have I, like I have no doubt he's going to embrace. Um, you know, what Gaddis brings to the table. And, and I actually do think that he's exa- what he is saying means that Gaddis is the guy calling the plays on game day, and that's it. And situationally, sure, Harbaugh's going to have the veto and be on the headset, everything else. But I don't, I, I interpret it to be that it's going to simplify the process overall. Um, and I don't necessarily view it as just him stepping in into the kind of trio of, you know, Warren or Harbaugh and, and Hamilton. I'm assuming Hamilton's not going anywhere, so.
1: You don't think so? I mean, it's it has not yet been silly season for NFL co- coordinators, right? That's true. Um, I, I mean, he's got two
0: point four million reasons to to be patient. <laughs> so, so um, that's fair. Um, I, I, Sam Webb the other day, awkward, yeah. Sam Webb the other day basically kind of intimated that he hasn't heard anything yet, and that doesn't mean anything exactly because of what you said, Matt, and That we haven't really reached the full silly season from an NFL standpoint. So. It very well may be that he's kind of floating around, uh, you know, looking for a certain NFL spot. And if he gets it, fine. And if not, uh, he's got a pretty nice landing spot here. Um, I do think, I mean, I, I, and again, this is all anecdotal from press conferences and, and kind of, you know, reading reading through reports over the course of the year. But, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, if Pep Hamilton's your quarterback coach and this guy, Gaddis is our offensive coordinator... I don't see that as a negative. I, 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 it, you know, Pep Hamilton gets thrown up as this, you know, pariah uh, for all of the ills of our offense, and I, I I'm not hundred <laughs> percent certain that's fair.
1: <laughs> One thing I do like about both the the recent hires, this uh, Sean Sean Nua, and yes. a, a, and Josh Gaddis, is is you know, young guys uh, who who with, with good recruiting bios. Uh, because increasingly, alongside with my offensive line statement, um, you know, recruiting's the name of the game. Uh, uh, uh you know, in terms of building those things up, and and both these guys are guys who are going to be able to get after it. They're young, they're hungry, they're gonna get they're gonna get going on this. And and further, the recruiting has been has been, um, you know, good. I think. Uh, yeah. You know, for the most part. So.
0: Yeah. And I think actually the uh, guy we've probably spent the least amount of time talking about from the from the hires may quietly be the dark horse for the best hire we've made. Uh, the get the co defensive coordinator out of Boston College, Camp- Campanelli Campanelli. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you know, it, it got pretty outstanding reviews. You know, from from the guys who have been there, and I kind of view it as you know, there's a guy who knows Don Brown's defense. Uh, so that if, you know, if something happens where Don Brown decides to pursue a head coaching spot down the line, we've got a guy who can step in and, and potentially take over without a huge shift, you know, in terms of philosophy. So um, I was excited about that. One one thing I wanted to, to kind of touch on, I guess, before we maybe move on from from football was uh, what what each of your takes were uh, regarding both Madison and Washington.
2: Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, the, well, Washington. Yeah, fine. I get it. Like the dudes from Columbus. He worked with what's his face. Uh, his dad played there. Yeah. And Madison, I guess, is just an asshole. So 100
0: percent.
1: 100 percent. Madison, I'll let you go before I go in my rant. <laughs> I have nothing more to say than than what David just did. I, I mean, truthfully, like, whatever, uh, you know, it's it's it is depressing, uh, you know, in so far as, you know, when when Hoke uh, hired Madison and then Madison came in and turned around those defenses. And, and I think uh, to, to give the man the credit really did set the tone for Michigan defense that Don Brown has then mashed the accelerator on, I think. But, yeah. like, you know, uh, it, 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 you know he was the guy that, that I think a lot of Michigan fans latched onto as, as providing some semblance of continuity through Hoke, through Harbaugh, through the shitty years of Hoke. And just like, well, we could always point, well, Greg Madison and the defense uh, seems to be doing well. And, and so to see that guy go to freaking Ohio State uh is uh, i'm not i'm not i won't i won't sugarcoat the fact that i was uh, had my feelings hurt a little bit but you know they uh Greg Madison also doesn't necessarily need to take Madison's uh feelings into account when making those decisions <laughs> so uh yeah i, you know, I if uh... He, he... oh, go ahead sorry no i mean he just if if he thinks that that's the, that's what he wants to do and that's the best move for him i okay i, I... Yeah. I, I, I think it's a
0: huge <laughs> middle finger to Harbaugh in Michigan, I, I, and, and I think the guy, I, screw him and the horse he rode in on, man, he's dead to me. I, uh, he, absolutely <laughs> tur- he absolutely turned around the Michigan defense. Um, he, he came back. He spent, you know, what, 13 seasons total in Ann Arbor. Michigan's made that man a rich man for life. Um, he talked about loyalty up and down. He talked about staying on the staff, and he wouldn't have stayed on the staff for anybody else after Hoke left when Harbaugh came in. And to leave and to go directly to your arch rival and to go from Michigan to Ohio State, uh, he, can, he can screw himself, as far as I'm concerned. It was a, <laughs> an absolutely classless move. You could have been a defensive coordinator at any school you wanted to be at, you know, if that was something that was that important to you down the line. Um, but to do it the way that he did it and, and, and to just go, uh, like, like David said, I mean, Al Washington was here a year. He, he's a guy who grew up in Columbus, he has Ohio State ties. I can understand that. Uh, I know everyone was upset because he's a young guy with a good recruiting, uh, you know, background as far as what he had been able to accomplish so far. But like, we'll we'll bounce back from that one. I think we already have the Madison one. I, I think we actually got an upgrade from a coaching standpoint um, in, in terms of where the direction we're looking to go. But the optics of it, I, I like I said, I, he he's dead to me. I, I just think that's the least. <laughs> honorable thing you could have possibly done and, and people will talk about it being a business decision and not when you're 70, not when you're already, you know, you know, you're making well, very mild changes in, in what's going on as far as your overall outlook financially. And, uh,
1: but again, so I, I again, hope we
0: absolutely kick his ass next, next year and send him out on a sour note. So,
1: well, yes, but my, my two cents on that is look, uh, you know, he, he, when I talked about the dissenting voices in the room, uh, and that Ohio State game, uh, um, you know that that's what I'm that that's what I'm I'm pointing to there is like I, I think that that there was there was some severe butting of heads, uh, along the lines of what the defense should be doing, and uh, that's fine. You
0: me. don't you don't pack up and go to Ohio State, not <laughs> yeah, from okay. not from Michigan, I, like. That would have never happened in the Bow and Woody days. Like, uh, people would have died. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine somebody going from Woody Hayes' staff directly to Beckler's staff? No way. Um, so, I, I, I mean, it's pure feelings ball, but, like, that's that's how this thing, that's what makes this so much better than the NFL. You know? Like, I, I, I personally hope that, uh, and I, I bet you behind closed doors, uh, you know, paint has peeled off the walls thanks to that move. So... I may be wrong, but that's that's just me. I, that's my spiteful, bitter take, but like I said, <laughs> screw him.
2: I, I hope you're right, Mastin, because apparently maybe he can bring that super awesome game plan that yeah, got so much no defensive joke, line pressure. No
0: joke, if exactly. nothing else. To Ohio State, because you know, good Jesus Christ. If nothing else, Mastin's just, the sole one to blame for not getting pressure. You know? You've know, got the best defensive line players that we've had in years and years and years. You can't get to the guy. Thanks a lot. Anyway, basketball. How about basketball, you guys? <laughs> oh man. So we're uh, we're we're just starting to hit the uh, basically the heart of the conference schedule here. Um, in terms of you know, Michigan had a, a fairly favorable schedule to start off the season uh, from a conference standpoint, and uh, here we sit at 18 and one. Um, kind of thoughts on you know where we stand right now what you're looking for in the uh, in the next couple of games and um, I guess just overall takes on on where the basketball team stands
1: well I mean I I think uh, you know I, I don't have any any scorching scorching hot takes I mean they're they're really good um, and uh, you know they're they're going to have to weather uh, and I, they're gonna have to weather some 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 things here as they hit the big ten season I think you're seeing Iggy fall back to earth a little bit uh, here, uh, although he did quietly, I think, have 18 uh, against Minnesota this week. Um, but like, you know, he he's gonna hit that freshman that freshman slump where where the the length of the season and the grind and it's just tough to get your legs back underneath you and uh, and and all of those sorts of things. But yeah, I mean. Look, the the basketball team is uh, is absolutely humming along, and uh, and they've been they've been just a blast to watch.
0: Dave,
2: uh, uh the last few games haven't been super enjoyable. <laughs> uh, so it, say basketball, I kind of got used to the rhythm of oh crap, are we gonna make the tournament in December, mm-hmm. and then going oh, we're a. Beards are on fire conquering a horde <laughs> of Vikings in March and you know kind of kind of seeing that level of performance early on and like telling myself well it's impossible to keep that up for a whole season it doesn't mean it's not frustrating to kind of see them kind of go through this offensive struggle and stuff and just yeah basketball's a uh, I don't do well watching basketball. I guess it's my main point.
1: Um, do, you, do do you do well watching football, <laughs> hockey? Like, what do you do well um, with? Well, David? I mean, I, I'm I'm comparing this to my football
2: and hockey watching. Um, so basketball is easily the worst. Uh, like, I, so I have a rule that uh, if a game is at Wisconsin, I won't watch it because
1: <laughs> no. I, I, no, I that was a good you, rule to you. have.
0: That was a good rule. Yeah, to you have.
1: Because I what know what's going play. to happen. You were playing mini golf, weren't you? Yes, I
0: carefully <laughs> scheduled that. Did mini anyone golf flop following. and take a charge on the mini golf course? And they, Sam
2: did. Were they wearing? He red? set up. A, <laughs> he set himself up about six inches from the hole every time. So that was a little bit.
0: Oh, there you go, Sam. cheating. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved the tweet that I, I've already forgotten the Wisconsin uh, player's name because he's so trash, but. Uh, some guy tweeted that that guy. I guarantee you that is the guy who aggressively deplanes once the plane is <laughs> is back to the terminal. It's like, yeah,
1: that's perfect. Yep. You, we can all we all know that guy. <laughs> Everybody knows that guy. Um, I think. I you know. Yeah, but, I think. But th- basketball was never going undefeated. No, no, no. You correct. know what I no. mean. So it doesn't way, make it. Uh, so it, it was so predictable. What happened it, to Wisconsin was just so predictable. It's uh, it's
2: one of those things where they've had such a good. Start to the season and they've played so well in, in a lot of games and I, there's plenty of reason to think that, you know, there's no reason to doubt the job Bill can do that. But you just want, you want the season to have something to show for it, right? Yeah. So. And I think I, mean, I, I, I don't
1: know. I mean, there's d- it's and just one, my, right. Yeah,
2: yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Purdue started off really well last season and what they get out of it. Yeah.
1: No. nothing no <laughs> thanks so to us. thanks so to us. <laughs> and
2: that's and you know that's that's one of the vagaries of basketball i know but that's also just like that my
0: creeping fatalism is just like oh god just please keep it going i do think the uh, encouraging thing though david is that the way that this team's winning is very different than any john Beeline team we've seen even the latter half of last year where th- this team wins with defense i mean like we shot horribly at wisconsin got absolutely jobbed by the refs, still had every opportunity to win the basketball game in the waning seconds, thanks to the fact that, you know, we, we're we not going to let teams... It will happen in a game because it's basketball, but, like, we're not going to let teams just bomb us. I, I just don't see that happening. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're hitting that kind of little shooting slump that, that every team seems to go through at some point in a basketball season, but I think the thing that's encouraging to me is we have... We have five or six guys who, on any given night, can kind of be the guy who takes the lead from a scoring standpoint. Um, I think the emergence of Teskey um, is going to be huge going forward, especially just but on both ends of the bat, on of, of the floor. I, I can't think of the last time we've had a big man who's
1: been that impactful on both ends, um,
0: at Dude, least off the top of there, my head.
1: There, there was going to be. There's always going to be a player. It's it's just been a pattern of John Bealins, right? That like about this time of year, something clicks or whatever, uh, and and they just turn on the jets, right? Yeah, I did not anticipate John Teske being that player. This no, year. I did not and either. I did you not know what either. I mean? Like like I kind of thought Livers might be that guy, um, or Brooks or somebody like that, who like all of a sudden you you just can't have that guy off the court. Yeah, and and instead it's John Teske and and he's running the break and he's making he's making catches of of passes and and getting the ball from his waist up to the rim which is a sizable you know move for for a big man and and he's doing it with touch and and he is uh, i i have been beyond impressed with Teskey and and to the point where, where against Minnesota anyways, we couldn't have him off the floor. When he no. went to set sit down, that is when when Wisconsin, when Wisconsin, when when Minnesota made their runs, it was because Teske was off the off the floor. And, uh, and when Teskey was back on the floor, we were the, the defense picks up and this team more than any beeline team that I can remember generates their points off of defense. If you want to look at when Michigan makes their runs, it's because they they are defending well. They're forcing bad shots, and then and then they're they're getting out and running and running the break a little bit, because and, the the one thing that's weird about this Beeline team. Is that they are not lights out three point shooters? Yeah, uh, you know, right. uh, every time you know, every time uh, Xavier Simpson lines up for a three, I oh. sort of shu- I, I shudder a little bit, right? Um, <laughs> I make the exact
0: same noise David just made. That's, the, that's <laughs> yeah. the noise I make too. It's just this exasperated. I do think I. I, I think one of the underrated things with Teskey, especially when you're talking on the defensive end. Um, it, it is and I, I still admittedly very much an amateur at this, but I've I've tried a little harder to not just totally watch the ball when we're on defense. And like mm-hmm. the way he closes out and fills space and makes up ground on guys around the basket is uncanny. Like he, I, I mean, obviously there's an advantage to being you know you know ten feet tall, but like within a step or two, he's able to close down on a lane or prevent an easy look, and and like. I think he keys a lot of those things that exactly like you said force those turnovers, force those stops that then allow us to get out and run. And you know, we we have a number of guys who can actually finish in the lane or at least you know create their own shot, um, which is which is admittedly unique for what we've been seeing previously. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think his emergence there. If there's any concern, and I don't even think this is a hot take, if there's any concern from my standpoint, um, we need somebody to be able to spell him even for short periods of time and basically become the Teskey f- from the latter half of last season that was able to come in for short periods and not be a complete drop-off defensively. You know? And whether that's Johns, whether it's Davis, whoever is able to step into that role, I think the next 3 or 4 weeks that's going to be huge for just how far this team goes in the conference and and in March
1: it's been interesting i think to see the uh i think that that's that that, that lack of confidence in in Teskey's uh um you know replacement has played out when you see that livers at the five um, Yeah. set that, that will run right where where Michigan will go ultra small and it's because frankly like like you know the the guy John's the guys that you just mentioned aren't 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 it seems like aren't quite ready yet for for prime time uh, yeah and, and they're gonna have to be by March yeah uh, I and, think. and
0: I, I think David to speak to your I I, I kind of hear what you're talking about of like I want this all to mean something and, and I guess um in basketball for some reason I kind of even hold on to like the tournament is such a Plinko board to me that like a big Ten title it is it, is like the proof positive that like this was a great team. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and then everything after that. Like, don't get me wrong. I like I want us to make a run in the tournament, obviously. But like, I there are times where you're just going to have matchups, or you're going to have one of those days where the other team shoots seventy percent. Like Northwestern last night beat IU with some guy who doesn't even come off the bench hitting like seven of eight three pointers. Right? Like oh. that happens in the tournament,
1: and like um, well, yeah. But I mean lo- over last the... year's lat. Last year's Michigan run is a, is a perfect example of that. Like 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 for, and, and by saying by, by that I mean like it took a Jordan Poole, you know, prayer sure. going in for them to advance and then it and then they got some favorable matchups and and ended up playing in the finals. And yeah. and I I'm, I'm not saying that they weren't sort of any any more or less worthy than anybody else, but like it going into that tournament if you were going to if you were going to say is Michigan the second best basketball team in the in the country, um. You know. No. Probably no. not. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but the tournaments. A, the tournaments of Plinko board. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, but like. so.
2: So I guess what I want to avoid is what the 2013 team had to do, which is, you know, like what 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 would be our thoughts of that team if they don't make a run of the tournament? It'd be like oh, you know, wasted potential basically, because of mm-hmm. how they started the season and then just totally, sludge farted their way. Through the latter half, and in the Big Ten tournament, lost to I don't even remember who, but it's just it's yeah, something where I, I would feel like like not even necessarily my disappointment, but I feel so bad for the 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 team putting this level of you know effort and showing what they can do, and then like if they don't get anything out of it, it's kind of just immediately discounted as kind of a waste that's
1: sort of the, thing. So the, the cur- so the curse that's yeah of I, expectations.
2: I, uh, yeah, I, I so I agree. That's so that's why I'm always. Really happy when they get either you know the Big Ten regular season or they've won the tournament the last two years because then I'm like they go into the NCAA term I'm like okay at least in my mind everything here is gravy obviously I would be disappointed if they lost in the first or second round but you're always going to have that you know that banner sitting up in the rafters sort of thing so
1: no absolutely so did did uh, Charles Matthews get the shot off oh yeah yeah he did yeah. right yeah. <laughs> Did, did your hearts drop when you saw the ref come out and make the universal no-good signal?
2: <laughs> yeah, because I had uh, muted the TV also, so I had no one telling me what that meant. Uh... And so I let, let forth a few words until I saw people were shaking hands. I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> did
1: you, did you, so Basketball you the, continues if, to be dumb. If you had the TV muted, you missed some golden broadcasting, though, from Hummel and whoever else is on that, that broadcast, where for a solid two minutes, they're going on and on about the fact that he beat the game clock, and they yeah. don't know what the refs are looking at.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it was uh, 45 seconds into that that I muted, and I was like, I cannot believe Somebody There's no one even in guys. their
2: ear telling them what the most obvious thing that I thought of immediately. Right.
1: <laughs> There's a big red number that's ticking down to zero in every replay <laughs> that they're showing, and they're going, "Well, clearly he yeah. beat the game clock, but it still had four seconds on it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite silly.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was what it was, it was like a five minute scoreless stretch. I mean, oh my good, because like I went. I like left with them up like 12 to right. go put put Sam down. I came back down for like the last minute and I was like, "Oh, cool. This is this is fun." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, it is fun. But uh well, no, I think that
0: it's tough ahead, too cuz I I was just going to say like with the rise of KenPom for whatever reason, and Michigan's been so good this year that it's like I've also been a little bit more concerned. It was like, oh, are we gonna beat the Ken Palm line? And I think it was fourteen for this game. So when it was at ten, I foolishly was like, sweet, we're gonna get there. This is gonna be awesome. And then, <laughs> then we proceeded to just hit an absolute roadblock for five minutes or whatever the heck it was, and just oh, it was brutal, just brutal. But I, you know, I I kind of take the the approach of any win in conference is a is a good win. You know, I mean. Matthews, I think, said afterwards, "There's no such thing as an ugly win, as far as he's concerned, and like, just get the win and move on." Especially because you know you're in a conference race that I think is going to come down to just two teams, and uh,
1: so just win and on to the next one. That yes. Michigan State week is going to be, uh, or two weeks. I mean, we we play them um, you know, almost. I think back, we, back.
0: I was going to say it's like twice in four games, right? Something like that.
1: Yeah. That's gonna be a um, uh, a tense week. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, uh, it's gonna be a mess. Uh, it's gonna be a
0: mess. The uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, like, I tomorrow is gonna be a good barometer check because, like, I, I I watched us lose in person in Bloomington many times for <laughs> the years, and uh, IU has lost five in a row in conference now. I think after last night, um, we're a better basketball team than they are, but like. It's basically like trying to play Notre Dame in South Bend when you go there. Like you have to be twelve points better before you even step on the floor, based on how the game's going to be called. So, um, I will be very intrigued to see if our shooting picks up at all. Um, but that one slightly concerns me. And then I think the uh, I, I think that we're going to be uh, more than fired up for Ohio State on on Tuesday. That should be an interesting atmosphere, I would imagine. <laughs> If the home
2: team is wearing red, I'm probably not watching.
0: <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> Rutgers. What about Rutgers? Uh, well, that's for a different reason. <laughs> just, oh man. So, any uh, any other just errata at the end of uh, at the end of this thing, guys? I know it's been a while since we had a chance to actually sit down and, re- and record one.
2: Mass. I I I all are, that is good that Daxton Hill is t- still. Going to Michigan. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank
0: God. I, I had a random well, one. That, that, on. uh, I want to see if you remember this. OK, so when we were tailgating at South Bend, um, some some random guy came up and and just struck up a conversation with us and, and, and my my dad. Right. Dave's dad, too. And uh, in the middle of the conversation just happened to drop that he was the VP of McCormick's, the spice company. Apropos of That's nothing. Right. No, he was C- very, CFO. very full, very he, full of himself. That's right, CFO, CFO. He, he well, was, I would like he to was point very, out, very keen. Yeah. He was yes. Well, did you know what company posted its largest loss in history today? <laughs> Happy shout, L. Happy shout out! Happy shout out to that dude for uh, you know. Hope his kids' college uh, fund is still doing
1: okay. So. <laughs> take take that L, Notre Dame hold, fan. Hold that L, Spice Guy. Eat it. <laughs> I want to know, Scott. We, we we got into something of a Twitter debate or a text message debate. I I want to know your 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 thoughts on the superiority of the Great White Shark. So I, I, uh, A, it's just cooler, it just is, and
0: B, uh, and and when we're talking superiority for the people who are not part of this text message debate, um, the the killer whale was the other was the other component of of, of this discussion. Um, Jaws, it's hands the more down,
1: complete. It's the more complete ocean predator. No, it has to breathe is. air.
0: It has to breathe air. It can't exist in the it ocean can, completely. It can stop
1: <laughs> swimming if it wants to. I suppose. It can go backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's reliant on teamwork. That's that's lame.
0: <laughs> give me give me pure eating machine, you know. That Free Willy versus Jaws, what was a better movie? I mean, he jumps over those rocks. It's pretty majestic. It is. So <laughs> But then His again, Lee's like cloppy,
2: sweet. I think. Richard Dreyfus. So just saying I mean, every really measurable.
1: Doesn't, every really measurable, do. the Orca wins.
2: Willie really doesn't get blown up by a gas like a, a
0: gas cylinder, so that's that's something. I mean, that's an elaborate way. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way, for that nineteen seventy seven <laughs> movie that we're talking about. <laughs>
1: Seventy-five? Seventy-five?
2: Seventy-five? I think it's Seventy-five. I'm going Seventy-five. Okay. All
0: right. Hold okay. on. Quick
1: Googling. Quick Googling. When, were, when was Josh?
0: 1975.
1: Silence. David.
0: David oh. wins. <laughs> I haven't of the, even seen the entire movie. Right, I will tangentially, I will tangentially go off this because Maston's making better points than I am. Uh, one of the better scenes in film is the they're all sitting in the boat at night around the table, right? And they're going over their scars and everything. And then Robert Shaw, who by the way was the uh, villain in uh, From Russia with Love, that's a fun little connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, took a sharp downward turn. Yes. But Robert, so that is all improvised. That whole that whole scene yes. where he's talking about the USS Indianapolis and they were legitimately hammered for that whole scene and I still argue that's one of the better dialogue exchanges in uh, in film.
1: As not a film guy, uh, I think that's just outstanding. I don't think that there's any argument there. That that that, is, that monologue is is, you know, phenomenal. And therefore, the great white is a cooler animal than the orca. <laughs> Great white just has a better PR person.
0: That <laughs> very well might be. If if we're allowed to count ancestors, the megalodon obviously would have killed the killer whales, right? I just did you, you know. see that
1: movie? Did you no, see any it, of the megalodon was it good? Movies?
0: I've I've tried to talk Ashna into
1: watching it at least four times, I get the exact so same look every single time. <laughs> I'm on a, I'm on a flight back from from China. Literally, I've got 14 okay. hours to kill. Right. And so I I queue up on the the planes entertainment system the movie Rampage with okay. uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I, I did and watch a- that one. I did watch that one. <laughs> and so I'm watching this and I'm like, yes, yeah, fucking this That's monkey crazy. is like is going. It's a nuts. big arm don't fight And and it ended and I was like, I'm not ready for this to end. And so I'm going through this and lo and behold, in front of me is, is the Megalodon movie. And I'm like, okay, let's queue it up and watch it. Now, I, I, will, like, I will admit, let's go back
0: to Rampage for one second, because I don't know how I dared to have any expectations for this movie. But at the end of it, exactly like you just said, I was like, I felt like they could have done a little more with some of the with some of the huge like mutant scenes. Like basically they existed, they turned on a tracking signal, they went to where they were supposed to go. Like I, could, I felt there could have been more <laughs> wanton destruction and and random especially for the gator that just randomly showed up, you know, swimming through the Chicago River. It was uh, you know, <laughs> uh, How 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 true was it to the video game lore? Oh, Uh, well, you know, um, to be honest, I don't know, Dave. I don't really know.
1: The only memory I I have of the the video game Rampage was from there was a Nickelodeon show growing up that was Uh all about video games and these kids compete. And if you won, you got to be in the video game, which basically meant you had to, like, do these really awkward motions in front of a green screen. Uh, (laughs) But one of the games that they could play and compete in was Rampage. And uh, that, that's the only memory I have of... And I was like, they're making a movie off of this video game that kids used to play on Nickelodeon? Like, if nothing else, David, process. all three of them
0: climb a building, which I believe was very much a part of that game. So, like So they do do okay. that. So that that is in there. But So I interrupted you, Master. I'm sorry. Back to Megalodon. Or Meg, or whatever the name of the movie was.
1: <laughs> no, it, I had nothing more to say. It didn't hold other up? Other than... If you have literally nothing else to do but stay planted in your seat for fourteen hours, the back-to-back combo of Rambo or of Rampage, then straight to Megalodon, it's a perfect pairing. It works so well. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Because you also you watch you watch you know. The Rock do his thing and, right. and uh, he's he's so damn charming in his way. And then <laughs> and then you go to Jason Statham uh, doing his thing and it's charming in a different but but equally effective way. Uh, so, yes, if you if you if you ever find yourself in the with a need to kill six hours, uh, <laughs> I would recommend highly those two movies back to back.
0: I, was there was there any loud cheering or fist pumping so that the people next to you were aware of what
1: you there was, was going there on? was a lot I will say there was a lot of laughing incredulously <laughs> uh, like verbally out loud on a plane like, oh, like come people on. are lo- people yeah. people are looking at me as I'm going oh god Like, you know. See, that's a good movie. That's a good
0: movie right there. Mm-hmm. That is that is the polar opposite. So I flew out to a conference, um, let's see, this was in 2017, so a couple of Mays ago, and... Um, the coworker sitting next to me chose to watch A Dog's Life and I saw her select it and I was like don't watch that and she's like why and I was like because no one wants to cry on a plane okay and I'm going to see right. it out of my peripheral vision and nobody right. needs, And literally 12 <laughs> minutes into this my, my friend Ann is bawling in the seat next to me and I'm, I'm sitting there with like my hand over the one side so I'm trying not to see her screen and I'm like just turn it off just please turn it off please turn it off and then she switched it over to like Dunkirk and I was like you're Doing
1: this all wrong. <laughs> like, this is all wrong. <laughs> like, this, you're not you're not movieing, right? This is God, you know. The, the best, the best airline or, or a highly underrated airline experience is when you the guy next to you brings out his laptop and fires up that episode of, of say Game of Thrones, right? Yes, yes. And 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 maybe you've seen this episode and you're going, there are some scenes on this episode that, <laughs> that are not not um, look appropriate plane yes and, and I mean there are kids around and everything yep, yep. And, and you know <laughs> so that's a highly underrated life experience
0: at the same time you find yourself watching that screen instead of the screen in front of you don't you you're like well I no, mean exactly. if he's
1: gonna if he's gonna have it out I mean, but, you if know if it's, if, it's, if it's just right there uh, <laughs> this is highly inappropriate oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> So there we go. So, oh man! Yes, indeed.
0: Well, good. Good to be back in the saddle, guys. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, basketball team uh, finds the bottom of the net a little more frequently tomorrow. And uh, maybe we, uh, maybe we plan to talk again after we destroy Ohio State on on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: I remember be, saying something be all right. eerily,
0: something similar to last time. Can't happen twice. We got can't it. happen twice. And <laughs> 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 hey, Greg Madison, this is just for you, buddy. You you have a good one. Hope <laughs> hopes all well. <laughs> Go blue, fellas. Right. We'll talk soon. Go blue. All right.